Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. We're the best of friends. <laughs> Spending so much time together. That's it. That's it. That's the <laughs> intro. I like that one. <laughs> oh, I like that one a lot. Right? I feel like uh, it's been getting pretty musical lately, but I don't, I'm not mad at it. I I'm think not. Yeah, I kind of dig it. That's just the way it's going <laughs> to. Everybody's going to have to tolerate this. We started this because. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We not start- sorry. Yeah, not sorry. We started this because we wanted to do, and it's becoming clearer and clearer that we're not super worried about what other people are doing. We're just got our own thing going on over here, we're apparently. We're just letting the weird flag fly. Yeah, we're letting fr- <laughs> the freak flag. Is that what they say? They do say freak, but I'm going with weird. The the youths say that. The youths. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of the youths, I made an Instagram, everybody. So oh, yeah. We should tell people about that. Um, first of all, everybody, I figured out how to work Instagram, which <laughs> was... <laughs> That's a great feat, guys. I've never understood it. Here's the... <laughs> Here's the best part. I I was posting things on Instagram. First of all, I learned how to make a meme, which has been, I've just been cray cray about memes lately. I've loved them. <laughs> They're so funny and creative. Thank you. I need to, I'm, you carry me. Oh, aw. <laughs> <laughs> aw, that's sweet. Uh, we So I made a bunch of memes and I also realized, I told my partner, I was like, oh, I'm making these memes. This is really cool. I'm doing so good. I know how to do Instagram. And my partner said, is are you sure, aren't you supposed to be hashtagging stuff? And I straight said, what is a hashtag? I don't even know what that is. What do you even mean? So I was just posting shit into the ether and it it was going. I mean, sometimes it still works. Yeah, it was going nowhere. It was going nowhere. So anyway, we now have an Instagram. I now know how it works. It's called, it's shit your shrink things. So not really. Everything is shit your shrink things. Yeah. So then we also have a Patreon. Keep that in mind. Uh, so if you want to donate, it is www.patreon.com slash shityourshrinkthinks. We have an email if you want to interact with us, shityourshrinkthinks at gmail.com. And also, I haven't been saying this as much, but really do rate and review us, follow us, um, yeah. because how how our success is kind of measured, a lot of the times there's not really so much financial compensation. It's more just a matter of how many people are following and downloading your mm-hmm. podcast. Getting listeners is really the metric of success. So, you know, hey, help us out if you can. That would be great. Right. Yeah. The more listeners we have, the more likely we'll get like sponsorships or those kinds of things. And yeah. And keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Or just straight up Patreon is great. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool too. Whatever. We like <laughs> either way. <laughs> help us. We're poor. It reminds me of um, idiocracy. Like you like sex and money. I like sex and money. <laughs> that's, anyway, leave out the sex part. Give us the money. We'll see you soon on that. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> anyway, so what's good with you this week? I have um, a few just weird 
stupid kind of things that I can just physically do that I thought I would share with you today. Okay. Okay. Good. You're going to have to describe it to the audience. I know. <laughs> okay. Why? And is- I also thought that one of them you could describe. Okay. Excellent. I feel Lovely. good about that. All right. I can look and I can describe. Yeah. What so is the, the thing? first thing that I can do is just flare my nostrils on command. Okay. Do it. Whoa. <laughs> You guys, okay, so it's it is really like a hair trigger. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's how fast the nostrils are going. In and out, in and out. It is a lot, everybody. <laughs> also, she has this incredibly serious face while she's doing it. Hey, I have to focus on the muscle I'm working on. Okay. All right. Thing one. Very good. <laughs> what is that useful for? Have you used that? Uh to distract friends in class. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if they're giving a speech or something, you yeah. can just flare. I just start flaring my nostrils at them. Jesus. And how did you figure out you could do this? I don't know. I just started doing it one day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I didn't know others couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. No. This is... Am I doing it? Not... No. You're just okay. moving your face. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. What's the next thing? I have one uh, joint that's like out of place. So normally when you put your arm behind your back, it only goes to your head. Yeah. This one can lean down on my shoulder. Oh, uh, God. Oh, you guys, it's like I'm <laughs> watching The Exorcist right now. Like She's like walking down the stairs backwards, basically. It's it's a lot. Okay. You have some joint issues. Got yeah. it. Check, check. And then I have a eye trick. Okay. Oh, Oh, God, you guys. Okay. So what is happening? Oh, no. Okay. She is looking at... Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm really struggling with this. It is she is looking, <laughs> at, crossing her eyes into the middle of her nose, and then she can separate one out, and it just lazes to the side. It just lazes over to the side. I hate it, everybody. I can independently move one eye. Oh. Like, so I get them crossed, and then I, like, move the other one around. Oh, I hate it. It looks like when you have, remember those old school, like, porcelain dolls? With, like, the shaky eyes? Yes. And yeah. they're just kind of, like, <laughs> one would get stuck occasionally. <laughs> It's exactly that. That that is what I'm seeing, everybody. I'm. It's Michaela is haunted. (laughs) Help me. Uh, I just thought that'd be fun to see your reaction. Um, you're yes, that was fun. It was fun for everybody. Uh, my what's good is a lot less interesting. I was just going to tell a story about, so I went on a trip recently. I was out of the country for a hot minute. At one point in time, I was in a German speaking country and I, we were staying at a place that was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Actually, this was Eastern Europe. We were staying at a place in the middle of nowhere, like in the forest. There was, and it was just a bunch of hipsters there. It was really weird. And they were all kind of eating breakfast together and eating lunch together so we would join i was a little concerned we were gonna be in a cult straight up i was, <laughs> I was gonna say was, wow you joined that's uh that's a very brave you. yeah i did join it was the only way to get food we were in the- <laughs> that's how a cult would get me yeah. it's like hey we, we got really good food over we here. have cheese it was like oh, oh yeah cheese all right well cheese. i'm sorry i'm there <laughs> where's the gate just beam me up i don't know anyway so we were sitting and each night there was this giant white fluffy dog there and we, this fluffy dog would come to dinner and breakfast and the dog's name was wolfgang <laughs> and, and, and every night wolfgang would get into trouble like do some antics he would steal somebody's ham he would go he busted into the kitchen one morning oh he like just like busted into the kitchen just his big ass white and fluffy just so excited <laughs> and 
and every time he would do some antic, the the owner would yell, Wolfgang, no, and Wolfgang, no, nine, Wolfgang. <laughs> so now whenever something's happening, me and my partner yell out to each other when something bad goes on. <laughs> Wolfgang, oh, no. No. <laughs> Wolfgang. Oh, Wolfgang. Yeah. I love that. Yes. That's hilarious. Yes. It was one of the takeaways from How the trip. How inside jokes get created. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Speaking of, what are we actually talking about this week? <laughs> what are we doing uh, again? What? So today we just wanted to talk about how to become a therapist. So maybe after you've been listening to this, you're like, uh, should I be a therapist? So we thought we'd just talk a little about that and the journey to be. <laughs> the first answer is maybe, maybe. not. And maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Yes. So we were going to start out a little bit with just kind of walk you through the trajectory that each of us took to give you a sample of what it would really look like if you were to become just different kinds of therapists. Mm-hmm. The reason why this this could be something that, one, it would help you know about because when you're looking for a therapist, you can kind of get the sense of what they have done in the past in order to help you. But also it could be cool if you have friends, family, yourself, or kids that want to become one. You can kind of realize that there are many paths to Rome. It doesn't have to be exactly one because I know that me and Michaela have very different yeah. backgrounds, super right. different. And we st- – ended up doing virtually the same thing so (laughs) (laughs) so it's not really uh super rigid and we thought we'd walk you through it so we're gonna start a little bit i know this is really far back but we're gonna start a little bit with high school and the reason we're doing this is because people get really uptight um you know about their kids going through certain types of programs Mm -hmm. or even the younger listeners going through certain types of programs and and needing it to be a very specific way and we just kind of wanted to show you that doesn't have to be super specific so right yeah and we're kind of sharing our just our journey through it yes exactly exactly so tell me a little bit about your high school experience how you decide or how you wound up kind of going more a therapy route so I think it was around my junior year and I decided that just you know therapy was kind of like a calling Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think that is a key thing to consider like are you feeling called Mm. to be a therapist because to me the the really, really good ones kind of have expressed that that's... They've that, always wanted that. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, they just were like, yeah, no, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you... Was there a moment where you felt really sure, something that, like, really solidified it for you, or... I just noticed that a lot of people would come to me mm-hmm. for advice, and sometimes it'd even be, like, older people. Mm-hmm. And people would then say, oh, wow, I've never told that to anyone. <laughs> You know, oh. and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you know, <laughs> neat. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. Well, I think maybe you should do this, or yeah, you know, it, nothing was weird to me, or you could talk. I don't know. I never was weird about anything being talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one early indicator that you could be good for the job was just non judgmental. You were just really open. To the process, yeah. <laughs> Whatever this person yeah. was saying was fine, you right? Were, right. It's just like, oh, okay, that's what's happening with you. Cool. Well, I guess I would maybe do this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, you'd be like, oh yeah, thanks. Wow, I've never said that to anyone. Oh wow. Okay. Well, maybe you should <laughs> that's say a- those things more often. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good indicator when people are already, you know, you're active listening, you're open, you're not judgmental, you don't get freaked out easily by things. Right. Yeah. When you're when you're younger, that's 
that's really just a good sign for sure. And so then I kind of focused more on like the psychology type classes and less on like the science type classes. Mm -hmm. And I started to take like different volunteering opportunities to like test out Mm -hmm. if if, if I was for sure gonna want to do this. And that was a tip by a, a therapist. She encouraged me to do it. So I did this uh, Royal Family Kids Camp. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a camp for uh, abused and neglected children. Mm-hmm. And so I got to kind of see what it would be like to be a social worker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to – that therapist had your number. They were like, okay, if you really want to do If you want to do this, here you go. Yeah, let me show you what's <laughs> – What this is. And you're, like, responsible for these kids 24-7 at this camp. So Whoa. if they have, like, a night terror in the middle of the night, you're dealing with it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I sometimes wonder about what qualification. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, there is like a training that they do. Oh, and it, got it. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good experience. That's a, <laughs> I mean, for somebody going into something like this, that's invaluable and, and probably pretty accurate for what we see. It's not, it's not the nice side of things, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you it's raw. See, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you want to see not, not the nice side before you get into it. That's great that that therapist was like, hey, uh, probably you might want to check into this. Right. If yeah. this is really what you think you want to do, try this out. Yeah. And I did it for like seven years until I, you know, had a job consistently in the summer. <laughs> wow. Seven years. I bet you got pretty good at it. I think so. I almost I had one camper almost the whole time too oh, during one of them. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. That is really cool. Hmm. Okay. Anything else with high school? Not really. I was just kind of starting to consider did I want social work? Did I want psychology? Did I want a counseling degree? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I, you know, had kind of learned if you do try to get one, go for accredited. Oh, okay. I just note that. Yes. So tell me about your high school. Okay. Um, I didn't, I was not as clear about what what was going on for me. I was in the hard sciences pretty deep. I was planning to go to med school mm-hmm. for a really long time, like a really long time. So I did, you know, biophysics, all I was in the AP classes, but I don't know that the AP classes, advanced classes were necessary. They just kind of ended up being something that I could count towards college credits. But because I was looking more medical, I did volunteer opportunities like I went to one of the universities in the area and I asked a volunteer and I was really into heart stuff. Oh, wow. Cardiac stuff. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually got to watch surgeries and I was like walking people back to their surgeries. I was sitting Mm. with people beforehand, which should have given me a clue that it was more a therapy type gig because I was comforting people in the waiting room and just... Kind of holding hands and and sitting with them, yeah, bringing juice, trying to make sure that people felt comforted in a a difficult time, which is funny that it was supposed to be a medical (laughs) side thing and I just ended up doing the other stuff. And I also did a, I did a camp to a, um, I don't know how to describe it, it was like a therapeutic riding camp. Ooh. And so we like horse riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. So like equestrian therapy. Yeah. So we went and there were kids who had some developmental delays. And when they would ride horses, they would feel a lot better. And some of the tough behaviors would kind of calm down because it helped to regulate emotions. And so I'd just walk the horses and 
talk to the kids and give them a little socialization. And that actually wasn't my idea. Me and my best friend did it together. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of got drug along on these things, which now that I look back on it, it was kind of pointing a particular way. Mm. But I was really sure that I wanted to be a medical doctor. I was very sure. Because yeah. I, I just like, like, I'm an MD. That's it. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was the whole thing. I was like, this is what I'm doing. And I was really hung up on that. But I also didn't know. I I didn't have a background where I had a lot of opportunity to understand what many of the different degree programs were. So when I was younger, I didn't see a lot of people get extra education. Mm. I, I didn't really even know what graduate school was. I just knew there was college, dot, 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 something else, like <laughs> med school. I don't know. That's what I thought the only other next thing was. Like yeah. I thought it was doctor, lawyer those are your options Finn that's it that's all there is I I knew there was something about engineering in there but I was shit at math so and I and I mean I did good in high school but I would say that it's not the end of the world if you're not an all-a student oh yeah I mean it's really just it didn't matter that much I mean I was neurotic about it so I was but I'd say it doesn't it didn't mean anything like that wasn't mine was an insecurity measure I believe (laughs) I'll show you, dumb. I'm getting A's. Yeah, yeah. Mine. I don't know what mine was. I, I'm not. I still to this day don't know. I actually do kind of like to learn. Part of it was just I enjoy. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. Enjoy learning. True. Yeah, Same. yeah. So okay. So moving on to college. What happened there? So college. Yeah. So I toured around, looked for various accredited programs, and again, I was trying to decide social work, psychology, counseling, and I decided on social work. Because of the diversity. Where are you saying like an undergraduate degree in social an work? An undergraduate degree in social work. I didn't even know you could get that. Interesting. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get an undergraduate degree in, degree in psychology. Yeah, that make, I mean, that makes and sense. And you can get an undergraduate degree in social work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And you sense. can get some in just like family dynamics or something, you know, like there's some kind of more broader mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. So if you get an undergraduate degree in social work, what can you do? Is that a thing where you can practice? So it is protected. Oh, okay. It okay. is. So you are a social worker. So you are a social worker. If you, if, I mean, you got to pay the state fee, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But you, if you have the degree, you can get yourself a, to be protected as a social worker. So does that mean you can practice and see patients? You like- can't do psychotherapy. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Not with a four-year you, degree. No. Okay. Got you it. can, however, do other jobs like case management type jobs or different just family services, inter- services yeah. type jobs. So like helping people get housing, helping people get right. financial support, helping people get food. Right. Like, Working maybe of- even at a nursing home. I mm-hmm. mean, you can get various positions, especially in a smaller community too, like okay. with some of those. Okay. That makes sense. All right. I didn't know that. Anyway, so you went to university for four years, degree in social work. Mm-hmm. Big university, small university. You don't have to say which one. It but... was pretty small. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was decently small comparatively. <laughs> yeah. And did you do like um, extras there, extracurriculars or? I was very active in the social work club (laughs) (laughs) and I was like on the student council and I actually was a homecoming like top four candidate (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> you can put that on your CV. Hey, you Ooh. know what? It made me pretty proud. <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it, everybody. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Thanks. Top four. I love that. That's your shoulder off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always put the sh- put your shoulder onto the back of your head like a weirdo instead of dusting it off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually awesome. So social work club, kind of in- just really engaged. I was the- really, yeah, active with a lot of different things. And I was friends with a lot of the medical students actually <laughs> oh oh interesting yeah, yeah i could see that i could totally see that so were there i don't know about this for social work as much i literally am just asking is there do you guys do in the curriculum like labs or it's more cla- it's more course focused how does it's that more go? Course, course focused okay. more paper writing okay reading books yes you know, doing presentations. Mm-hmm. We would do like different community projects. Oh, okay. Um, actually, like out in the community. Oh, okay. That's cool. And did you have to do any kind of, you don't have to do an internship or anything like that, right? Actually, you do at your bachelor's level. Oh, I didn't know that. So what did you do? <laughs> oh. Oh. Mine was interesting because mine was more of a macro. So that is like big community activism level <laughs> okay oh okay got it got it so, so you're trying to like set up something large for the area that, that you're in i worked for a company that did that so they did a lot of grant writing and oh. like education on uh, and connection with resources for housing and development oh they would go to different native american communities and support or help with different things okay i gotcha but as an intern i you know most of the stuff they were doing during the day was just grant writing, and I couldn't do a lot. <laughs> You're like, guys, you know I can't read. <laughs> no, no, I just they, I wasn't, I wasn't qualified to do that. So I mean, I just kind of observed, and then I would be given different random tasks to do. Like one time, I literally cleaned a typewriter up and posted it for them to sell online that's awesome get income you know (laughs) you gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do um and then I got to help also because I had expressed like hey I want to get some micro level which is individual level work done too because I knew that that was more the route that I wanted to go Mm -hmm. I got to do a little bit of stuff with a nursing home like help with the activities kind of thing oh with the activities coordinator yeah so their activities coordinator was a BSW I believe Mm -hmm. and then I also got to help with a bachelor's of social work for the audience yeah sorry (laughs) that's okay that's okay yeah and then I also got to work with a child behavioral kind of assistant type person like okay like if there was issues within the school and the school had expressed concern then they would contact this person and this person kind of step in and start to go meet with the families one-on-one and kind of try to help them oh that's really (laughs) whatever way needed now did you work at all full-time during this or did you kind of just more focus on school uh during that time I was working as an ambassador so I was giving like campus tours. Oh, that's good. That's very in line with <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was all over just flu- flighting around. Yeah. You were, it sounds like you were really sure, though, from the get go. You you just kind of knew you got on the path. You followed the path. And yeah, I just dove head in like head first. And that's kind of how I've done everything. I'm like, yeah, I think this is what I should do. And then I just jump. Did, it, <laughs> did you ever have doubt about being a social worker? Um, I mean, occasionally. But I mean, 
and and practicing there's times where sometimes I think well is there something that I could be happier just because of the amount of time consumed so uh, initially I knew I always wanted to be a social worker because there would be a broad amount of opportunities I could work with different populations I could do administration type stuff I could do HR type stuff I could mm-hmm. do one-on-one therapy type stuff I could do childhood I could do right you know whatever these are endless right therapy obviously that was the main one I wanted to do initially so initially I knew that that's what I wanted to do because I had those options now that I'm in it occasionally (laughs) like could I have been like a dog groomer (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we have those days you know Uh, I hear you yeah I hear you okay my college experience was different I'd say different than that I again did not have any clue any clue that I was going to wind up being in psychology yeah Yeah. and I so I took I went to a really big university I it was you know I was kind of wrapped up in the prestige so I tried to get into somewhere really good and expensive (laughs) (laughs) so I did and I started with hard science classes I'm actually a neuroscience uh, bachelor of science is what I ended up getting my degree in and I did all, yeah <laughs> yeah I did all of the hard science classes so you know brain behavior and cognitive sciences cognitive psychology um I did organic chemistry physics all you you name it the real deal because I thought I was going to take the MCAT which is the yeah. entrance exam for medical school right and I got pretty far I was actually in a couple of labs that were very specific to medical (laughs) but when I look back on it they were actually psychological the whole time which is really weird oh yeah interesting yeah so I continued some of my volunteering once I got in at the hospital on campus just kind of making sure that people were the same sort of stuff as the cardiac unit then I got into a lab for how do I describe it it was like a robot lab. Okay. okay. So, yeah. <laughs> like kind of like a practice surgery kind of robot-y. Yes, it okay. was. It was a lab that used robotic technology to perform surgery and also robotic technology to replace limbs. And so we were focused on how the brain, how the neural connections work and how you would put in hardware into the brain to then make a robotic limb move mm-hmm. on your body. And so that was really pretty cool because I got to see like people think I want my hand to move and the robotic hand yeah, would move. That yeah, was, is amazing. Yeah, that's it was, so sweet. Yeah, it was totally badass. And I really thought about, you know, medical research at that point in time. I was like, ooh, mm. maybe I want to do medical research. And I then, can see that. Yeah, that was it was definitely on the list. And then I went into a lab that was focused on the neurological basis of schizophrenia, which is, you know, I mean, oh, not yeah. medi- that's not super medical, right? <laughs> but I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is all medical, right? And so we um, performed different, we used rat models in order to model schizophrenia and the treatment of schizophrenia. Mm. And also... Like the rats? Ha- yeah. Ex- explain oh, that a little if you can. That I- is going to bore the audience to tears. Oh, no. but, okay. But basically there is a way in which you can breed rats to model those behaviors yes to model those behaviors and then you can make environmental changes to see how the it impacts yeah to see how it affects the environment yeah and there was also i mean there were human studies but i was involved in the animal side 
And so that was, but I kind of realized I was like, uh, I I don't like, it's hard for me to do animal studies because this was one of the first signs that I maybe couldn't be that kind of scientist because I, you know, I have a hard time like killing the rats if you need Mm -hmm. to, if there's Mm -hmm. something in the study that requires you to do that. I just, I really do understand that for research that's critical. But for me, it wasn't something that I could do. I right. used to make my lab partner do it. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, so that was a big red flag for me in the medical side of things or the mm-hmm. medical research side of things. And then I was in another lab. This was one of the turning points. Actually, there were two turning points. So I was in a lab to look at the effects of pregnancy, uh, perinatal so surrounding Mm -hmm. pregnancy before during and after on mood disorders so depression and anxiety (laughs) yeah this whole time yeah this whole time time. (laughs) this this whole time i was like tricking myself i didn't know you could be i didn't know there was a thing that you could be that was that (laughs) so it's just doing all this stuff and i just ended up Uh, in this like clinical site little like little nuggets (laughs) of like hey yeah, no, no, over here, yeah. over here. Yeah. No, no, over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was hell-bent on being a medical doctor. And then I started doing this class, and I started meeting the people, and the researcher in charge of the class kind of said, I don't know if you've ever thought about this other thing, but you, mm. could, you should consider it. And then at the same time, I also failed physics. Well, I withdrew from physics. I could not <sighs> – I maintain to this day it was a professor disagreement. Like, I could not understand this dude. Like, nothing about the way he spoke made any sense in my brain at all. Like, I could not get it. And I complained and I a bunch of other students complained and the dude oh, wouldn't get no. fired. Because you know when you get tenure that people don't get fired. So he was just a awful, yep, yep, awful yep. teacher. And people just were failing. And I Oh gosh. It just felt like I was always doing this uphill battle to get into med school. And I just started thinking about it and I was like I, you know, I might want to have a family. I want to have a life. I want to have good work-life balance. And mm-hmm. I just had this dark night of the soul. I remember like crying <laughs> and being like, I don't want to do this. Super upset and just, I don't think I want to do this, but I don't know what I want to do. Mm. And then I, the other kind of labs kind of kept suggesting to me maybe clinical psych. And so I, you know, I started looking it up. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be easier then because then I can, I don't have to do all the same stuff for med school. It's harder to get into than med school. And I was like, oh no. God damn it. Like this is what the shit. Um, so I started. Wait, so, and this was your bachelor's, bachelor's bachelor level do- program? No. So my bachelor's. Re- oh, no, no, no. That was the neuro. It was neuro just mind, neuro. neuro, neuro right, yeah. Neuro so I, this is a master's. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no. PhD. Like straight oh. through. Yeah. So, oh. so that was the problem is they were like, you know, here's the grades. It, it's pretty tough to get into clinical psych. And there's two different programs, which I can talk about in a second. But suffice to say for now, it was, hey, this is going to be actually a little harder than you think it is. <laughs> and that sucked. <laughs> but I was, but I, but I knew what I wanted to do at that point where I was closer to sure. How's that? Right. You're like, this feels right. Yeah. I'm going to go with this. <laughs> yeah. 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 So tell me about getting into graduate school. How is that for you? So what's, you know, required? You have to get your transcripts from the other programs, had to get references, which is why you do those mm-hmm. <laughs> volunteer experiences. Yes, that's why. We're not just nice people. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to think sort of. But then there were two different programs for at least 
at least the school that I went to had a foundation or an advanced standing program. And I was able to get into the advanced standing program because I did my bachelor's. So if you didn't have your bachelor's in social work and you were some other different bachelors, you had to take a foundation program with extra courses. Oh, interesting. So I got to do mine in a shorter level because I had the bachelor's. Oh, nice. Okay. What kind of GPA were you looking at for social work? What did you need? Do you remember anything about the ranges? Uh, I don't remember the ranges, but I know it was in like the three point something range. Like okay. you had to have to keep it pretty high. But but I had already set myself, you know, that standard like, no, right. you're going to keep it high. Right, right. So it was <laughs> you're going to b- work so hard <laughs> hours. Yeah. So it was 3.0 plus and then volunteer opportunities and then the bachelor's in social work to to make you super set up right okay got it right were there other people in your social work program who didn't have a bachelor's in social work and who didn't have these not in my class okay and the interesting thing was so my class was through i don't know if i should even just say all the universities (laughs) it's confusing it was through a school that was not at the school that we would meet to have school and a lot of the school was online but we would meet every like oh got it four times a semester okay got it that did make sense okay yeah Yeah, i understood it okay so you went there it was a it was like a distance program that they had established that they had certain actual professors that were there on that campus okay like it was a distant site program got it okay and did you what sorts of things did you have to do you did classes course lots of classes lots of papers so you really learned advanced practice skills and mental health therapy on like individual group level diagnosis of mental health disorders advanced community practice academic research organizational and like program like evaluation like that kind of stuff again like hr kind of stuff yeah no that makes um, sense. and then like supervisory and like leadership skills because a lot of times you do have to you know supervise other people yep. so very true now was that stuff that you decided to take like were there specialties within social work or is this just so everybody? within social work there were several different special like you could so there i did a clinical no, you know, the advanced standing program, clinical practice focus. Okay. So, so focused I, on therapy. I, yeah. Mine was more mental health focused. Got There's it. a generalist practice that is more broad stroke. So there is some mental health therapy, but there's also a lot more of just the community practice activist organization kind of stuff. Okay. That makes sense. And then there were some that you could get like a double degree so mm-hmm. you could also get like your master's of business with it so you could have like oh. an MSWB uh m what would be a master's of business mba mba yeah, yeah. okay msw mba okay like hey, those kind of cool. things yeah yeah um but i just went for the clinical yeah, <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't i was like no nah, i want i think i want therapy <laughs> yeah you knew what you knew what you wanted yeah which was, i was i just yep Super duper cool. Now, did you have to do, I know you did like research classes. Were you guys required to do research, uh, run your own studies or anything like that in any of the branches? Yeah, we did have some research that we had to do and some statistics that we had to do. Okay. So there were some of those kind of courses that we had to take that were not as fun and clinical. (laughs) Is that common for social work? I think that might, yours might have been a, a super duper program. A super good I program. think for master's programs, you have to have at least one. I mean, it, it's oh, not okay. like a big focus, but there's like a couple sprinkled in. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then did you have to do a 
practicum where you yeah. do offsite. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I did a clinical rotation in an inpatient psychiatric setting, and then I would occasionally go to the outpatient clinic and kind of observe the therapists. Oh, nice. And, and it was two years or? It was, it was actually, <laughs> it was a, a little less than a year. Oh, really? Because you yeah. had all of those extra classes. You were in that advanced standing group. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I had already gotcha. done one of my yeah. rotations, oh, basically. Oh, nice. You're just getting in and out. I know. I was like, okay, I'm going for the accredited, accredited routes. Like, if you ain't accredited, I'm not doing it. So I can just fly on through. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Because I knew I had to have the MSW to do therapy. I see. Okay. And that was, I knew that was my end goal. Okay. Yeah. And once you get out, I know I'm jumping ahead, but once you get out, it sounds like some of you, depending on the state, have to have a independent practice extra certification, which is right. annoying. You ha- yeah. You have to keep up your licensure mm-hmm. by doing certain continuing education hours. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. And the types of jobs, you don't have to say exactly the jobs that you did, but the types of jobs you can get with this sort of a training are vast yeah, guys. yeah, if, you yeah. Have, if you have a master's of social work it's actually a pretty powerful degree because you really can you can get some really big administrative high-paying positions oh yeah and you can also do some really deep in the dirt face-to-face helping jesus kind of stuff too <laughs> you know yes yes um, yes you have a lot of options with that yes degree really that's, you really do. It's true. Because, I mean, you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. You are a doctor of psychology, yep. and I am doing the same job. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And getting paid. I think you're getting paid more because you're a little, you got a little bit more going on with your position. The fancy title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a very and fancy all title. All that jazz. But, <laughs> yeah, but you can do, there, yeah. there are ways in which to do the therapy with different, like, there's many paths to Rome. It doesn't have to be exactly the same path for everybody. Right. And people can, you can get to be a therapist without doing one of these paths. Like I said, there's the counseling degrees and family practice degrees that you can get. Right. And the only thing, the only reason I didn't really want that route was because you have to do, you have to jump through a few extra hoops when you're getting those licensure. Like, you have to show a few more things when they're not the... Right. Credited stuff and right, yeah. It seems like one of your focuses was how do I get to doing the thing I actually want to do in the fastest possible <laughs> <Yes>. way? <laughs> I don't want to just do school forever. Like I don't want to just right. Be in I love for- learning, but yeah. here's what I want to do. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great. I think that's a really cool thing for audience members to understand is that you don't have to be super academic like to be it doesn't have to be like forever and ever and ever if that's not something that you want to just go to work you want to just do the work you're really clear on the work hey then right. more, you know more power to you which right. is cool so right. that was more yeah kind of i was weird. really glad i didn't have to do research stuff like yeah uh, yeah uh. some and that's <laughs> that's another good point like people who want to do less of the medical research side of the house th- this would be a good path that's, right. And there's no there's no shame in that game. You like what you like. Right. And a lot of positions or places with psychologists, you end up kind of getting stuck as the assessment administrator. Like, mm, yes, here, you do this assessment, do this assessment, do this assessment. And the other people really get on and get stuck doing the therapy. Yes. And yes. so that was another reason. And since I wanted to go to a small community kind of eventually, like yes. I knew that that's where I wanted to live. Yeah. I knew that that if I went psychology and got a doctor, because there was a part of me that wanted to be a doctor, you know, yeah. wanted the title. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I I didn't want to end up being just an assessment mill. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... And I thought in it, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, because you guys have the market on that. There are yeah. only there are ones that only you're allowed to do, and yeah. then because of that, sometimes you get obligated to do more of them. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely does happen. There is a there's a balance between like what you are capable of doing and what you end up getting cornered into doing because right. there is it, it kind of depends because it depends where you are. So if you're in a place where there's a social worker and a psychologist every other mile, I mean, I, I lived on the East Coast for a long period of time, and I swear couldn't go to a block without a private practice <laughs> psychology side. I mean, it was just everywhere. And I think in that situation, you have more flexibility. When you're a person who's just, let's say you're in a rural community, I mean, you're you're going to do what What's needed. Yeah, what has to happen at some point because yeah. there's just not a lot of you. Right. And so it, it probably depends on where you're located. Um, I did, so I went to graduate school, obviously, um, for clinical psychology, there are two different types of degree. There's a, oh, cool. Yeah. There's a PsyD and there's a PhD. So a PsyD is known as the one that is much more clinical. Mm. So there, while there are research components to it, the research components are less emphasized and the clinical components are more heavily emphasized. The PhD is much more so, and society has classes of probably sixty. I would say is a typical class. How big was? How big are the social work classes? I I think I had really small classes compared to most places. Okay, because <laughs> because since mine was a remote for that, that was a smaller class gotcha. than normal. Like there was only like twenty of us, and in my bigger like or in my undergrad, there was maybe. In some of the bachelor's, I, I, it depended on the entry level course. There would be some courses that could have like 50 to 70 students, but right. there would most of them were in like the 30 range. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, well, PsyD, it sounds like was pretty similar. It was it okay. was usually like that kind of size of class and you you pay for that out of pocket. I, di- I did not go to a PsyD program. This is so I am reporting the alternative mm-hmm. side of things and you I don't know. You get a fancy doctor label when you get done with it. And you do have some student debt. I mean, that's going to be a thing, but it is more clinical. So, and then instead, I went to a PhD program. The reasons I went to a PhD program are, I don't know if they're the best reasons, if I'm being honest. I mean, Mm. I don't, (laughs) again, I, I come from a background where I needed to make sure that I had money you to, to be secure. Live. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. can't. Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs, guys. Like, and Go uh, look that up. <laughs> I know. Part of, part of, I think, the reason why I have historically been so on top of my shit is because if I wasn't on top of my shit, there was just not really another option for me. Mm-hmm. And so I went into a PhD program. The class sizes are six usually about six students, maybe five, that are taken every single year. Less than 1% of people will get into a PhD program. So I'm telling you right up front, it's fucking hard. Like, (laughs) I don't know another way to put it. I want everybody to be really clear on like, if this is something you want, and I'm probably, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't think I would get in now. I I don't, I was like (laughs) the dumb kid. Uh, I was definitely the dumb one. Uh, I mean, I I got the worst grade on my very first paper, and they're like, uh, "Do you need to go into remediation?" I mean, and I was smart for my I was in, yeah, you're super smart. Yeah, for my um, undergraduate degree, I was pretty known as being the smart kid. But when you get into a PhD program, everybody is the smart kid. That's mm. and you know, it's a lot of doctors and lawyers, kids, and or at least that was my experience. So. 
Mm. You get into a PhD program. It's six people. It is very research focused. A lot of them are very research focused. I happen to get into one just by, again, a lot of this is just total accident. I was floundering, doing my best and seeing what was provided for me. And this program happened to be much more clinical than most PhD programs. So it was a 50-50 split, which okay, is that's rare. cool. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. So I ended up in a lab doing research on health psych and geropsych. Hmm. And so I did a lot of research projects on how depression, anxiety, PTSD affects medical care utilization and how Ooh. the um, how the, the literal finances of it change when somebody is depressed, like they physically right. cost more money. Yep. And that you can make a case for hospitals having more mental health workers and being more on top of the mental health mm. scene. Because then it will reduce the amount of physical. Yeah. It boom. costs them less. And all they listen to is money. So <laughs> yeah. sorry. Nope. I didn't say that. Anyway, so <laughs> that is, I mean, that's the way to their heart. And so, yeah. So I did yeah. a lot of that research. And what happens at you being a badass? Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't really say any of this because I'm not a, I'm not a researcher now. Um, but I... And at the same time, what you do is clinical work. So after your first year, you do, you know, you're doing classwork, research, you're getting prepped clinically, they're teaching you the classes. And then in your second year, you at the start of your second year, you get your first clients. So you're doing research and client care. And then in your so at the end of two years, you get your master's in clinical psychology. And then for three more years, three to five more years. So a, a PhD program can take a minimum of five years. And I've seen people take a lot longer than that. So it's, you know, I'd say the average time is five to seven years for a PhD program. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. My master's was like two and a half. Yeah. Right. 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 So you, you're, you're in and out. It just mm-hmm. kind of depends on what your, again, what your style is. Now with a PhD program, you will get paid. So they, you're a valuable resource to them because there's so few of you. So basically what happens is you get paid, your tuition is paid for, but then, and then they pay you a little extra stipend. And that extra stipend, pff, it's like 15K a year. I mean, it's not great, but you can survive. Right. right. It's it's at least something. Like, yeah. here's a crumb. Yeah. Here's a crumb. Here's some whatever. I guess you can pay your rent or something right. sort of a thing. And then how you are earning that money is you're researching for the lab you're in. And uh, you may – so first and second year, that's how you earn your money. The third, fourth, fifth year – you are writing your dissertation and your well first you do a qualification exam which means you do this huge butt ton of lit review and they basically sit in a room and grill you on all of the stuff you learned and you oh, can man. fail that and they will make you leave like that mm. is it's not it is a eat your young sort of a feel like they yeah. will they will make you leave i was Lucky, I had a specialty paper instead of one of the review boards like everybody else does instead of a qualification exam. So my paper became part of my dissertation, which was great. And then, oh, I think I might have forgotten to mention you do a dissertation. So mm, that yeah. dissertation is, you know, that's your ultimate research project. Mm-hmm. And you defend that at the very end. So again, third, fourth, man, and, and it's not like you like defend that. Yeah, like, you, yeah, you're, you're defending. <laughs> you're it. Like, like defend it. Get I your mean, shit. We have cause... final things that we have to turn in, like big final projects and big final tests that we have to finish, or you don't get to graduate, kind of stuff. Yeah, but 
that yeah. <laughs> that sounds like cutthroat. Oh yeah, it is cutthroat. <laughs> like, and I I think I will say that some PhD programs may have been different. I don't but know. But that one was. But that was not my yeah. my experience. Was like you're you put your shield on, put your armor on, and get your sword because you're going to do battle right now, homie. Like that is how it's going to go for you. And so you you get a kind of mentality about it. You're like you just nothing else phases you <laughs> once you're out of that like nothing even like flaps uh, you trauma uh. yeah exactly like you're to- well right you guys right <laughs> side note we could do a whole podcast on how graduate school actually really impacts mental health negatively i was reading about this the other day for reasons that uh, yeah I dot 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 reasons <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i'm still going but so then my third year i worked in a hospital doing just clinical care I did neuropsych assessments which are like when somebody gets a head injury or you know has a stroke or blows himself up with a firework right or determine if they have Alzheimer's yeah exactly so I did that third year fourth year I worked um, at a different hospital fifth year I worked at the same hospital as an intern so I actually did the fast track program and I did my internship the fifth year and that's just totally it's all clinical you're just working at a hospital or a community practice Mm -hmm. or whatever and you're being a therapist this is your one time where you're just being a therapist but or is it because (laughs) you're also doing your dissertation after work so yeah so basically you do eight to five you're you know working as a clinician and you come home and you write your dissertation right you're working full-time and Mm -hmm. you're coming home and you're doing homework yep full-time as well absolutely and then when you when you were done with all of that, when you're done, when you're like, okay, now I'm a PhD, I'm a doctor, I defended my dissertation. And the next step is you have to get licensure hours. So um, you have to do a year of basically supervised therapy in mm-hmm. order to become licensed. Right. Somebody signing off in your notes. And that can be a what's called a formal or an informal postdoc. I did a formal one. That means it was accredited by the American Psychological Association. And... That basically just means it's easier for you to get your license once you're done. But that's like you're you've graduated though, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, you are you graduated. are graduated. You're totally and graduated. You're doing yeah, yeah. So you can. I've had residents, for example, you can call them residents or postdocs, where they are actually employed. They're they're like, okay, yeah. I've signed on. I am employed with this hospital, and I'm just getting my hours under you, and I'll just apply for licensure. But once the year is up, I still work here. I'm right. an employee. Right. Whereas uh, what I did was I wasn't sure where I really wanted to go. So I signed a one-year sort of deal that made it quicker and it looked like slicker on resumes. Mm. And then I could decide from there because it was sometimes when you get a formal postdoc, it looks a certain way in terms of like, oh, this is cool. It can look... It can be more flexible for research. Okay. So if I ever wanted to go back to academia, then that would be a benefit. Uh, yeah. A benefit to me. Because um, I like to keep my options open, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit flighty. I like to keep my options open. I'm like, anyway. We have a lot of interests. <laughs> yeah. Lots of interests. So that was, I mean, that's a mouthful, but that is the thing that I did. And, and I guess job-wise afterwards, I've worked... Mostly I work in hospitals. I do therapy in hospitals and administrative work in hospitals. And mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I I also, I'm, you know, I, I get paid for that. I get paid for that. I'll tell you, the, mm-hmm. there, is some, yeah. there is some benefit to the hard thing. Is it the, <laughs> is it as much benefit as would be <laughs> required to do the hard thing? I'm not 100. I, I go back and forth on that every day. 
Right. I, I really am not sure. I really like what I know. I really like my research history. I really like, like Michaela said, it's very flexible. I can do pretty much anything. I can leave and go work for Coca-Cola right now and be like, oh, I just want to do statistics for you. I mean, so it's <laughs> it's not uh, like it's very flexible, but I find myself drawn to the clinical work. But I think to myself, if really all you wanted to do was clinical work, and that was really, really all you wanted to do, if you were sure about that, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, just, I'm on the fence about it. Fair. But yeah. It's, it fit for me, but I don't know if that would be a fit for everyone, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that sounds intense. I think social work ha- brings a different perspective of people. I think we have like a broader base of people that are interested in it. <laughs> so it's a little more flowery and friendly, I feel, <laughs> than the cutthroat experience you had. But after graduating, we have to do ours too. Yes. But we're just consider- considered provisionally licensed. So we actually apply for licensure mm. and we're just provisionally licensed is yes. what it's called. Yes. Yes. Okay. Provisionally licensed. Okay. Cool. So that would be the similar thing to your postdoc is yeah. what I'm understanding. Yes. Exa- that sounds exactly Only you probably right. have a few more hours probably, I'm guessing. Who knows? I don't even, I know. <laughs> I can't even remember anymore, <laughs> honestly, because I've tried to black it out. Yeah. I think everybody just blacks out the licensure process. It's just like a dumb ass, stupid thing you have to Jump do. through you hoops. Do. Yeah. It's just hoops. It, do- yeah. it has no application to your actual license. It is so stupid. Like for psychologists, you have to take this test called the ECPP. And the ECPP means essentially nothing. It's just this test you have to take at the end of all of it it's not hard it's yeah. just dumb we have an aswb that yep. we have to take too yep probably not hard just dumb it's just i mean i studied for it i was scared you can oh. fail oh yeah i mean I <laughs> shit yeah I y'all mean- <laughs> definitely study yeah but <laughs> yes so i mean it's it's just different strokes for different folks whatever you want to do i think for me if i ever did live clinical live clinical leave clinical (laughs) stop doing therapy which you know I don't know if I ever would but probably the next stop honestly for me would be outside of psychology I would just apply the PhD to data science I'd probably Mm. just hang out at home drink my coffee analyze statistics for fucking (laughs) Facebook and you know be a full Slytherin and just control brains from my home like (laughs) no I really wouldn't do that but you would get oodles of noodles for doing that (laughs) You would be paid all the noodles. I, I could see why that would be appealing. If I had the focus capacity on a tech <laughs> level to do something like that, I would totally dig it. I just don't have that. Uh, it's so funny because like, I never really considered myself a tech person. And then just as time went on, I realized as I'm hanging out with people who are fully clinical, fully clinical, I'm like, oh, I kind of... I do. I think know more. Little... I know this more than a lot, a fair yeah. number of people. I guess <laughs> it's weird. It's like, oh, I think differently about that. That's interesting. So, and then actually, Michaela said something earlier. Like psychologists often end up doing assessment a lot of time, and in, in if they go into private practice or into therapy, they might just do therapy, but they do often end up doing assessment, which is like, hey, do you have autism spectrum disorder? Hey, do you have ADHD? Right. Hey, it's do you have meeting with a lot of people? It's not like a lot of follow up. Mm. It's one time visits where you're just getting the cut and dry raw mm-hmm. meat. What's going on? Okay, this is what I think it is. Raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> raw meat. Raw brain meat. Can that brain meat? Uh, yeah, it's just forensic. You're just trying to you can you can do forensic evaluations for like True. torts mm-hmm. or 
for disability examinations, but, and you can also do determinations just for like academic purposes. Right. Like, hey, does this person need a learning plan right. or whatever? On the other hand, sometimes social workers get cornered into the Medicaid, Medicare corner oh. because Medicaid and Medicare specifically basically only allow, like for billing purposes, we have like a priority. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. fascinating. I don't know. Yeah, you guys, I, I could you, one day if anybody is interested let us know we could probably have some private practice folks on the show to talk about what it's like in private the logistics of it yeah yeah yeah. we're you know we're hospital focused but there there have been people i mean right who who know a little bit more about private although i think michaela knows more than i do about that sort of thing i haven't done i know a little i i haven't done any private practice but i know several people who have and i have spoken to several people who have so i have some inside (laughs) inside scoop trading yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't know insider trade i don't know it sounded cool at the time it all you're a day trader that's what you are now (laughs) and now we're gonna quit our jobs and day trade Uh, yeah i just want a podcast yeah right yeah well and i think i think that's the thing is like i think both of us are genuinely satisfied with the type of stuff we do and the type of learning and the type of education and I think the cool we just want more control, I think, yeah. on when and how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And instead of being normal and just doing private practice, we're like, you know what? Seems really rational. <laughs> Fucking podcast. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't think uh, that's probably everybody's first step. But you can see that there would be with either one of these, there is just sky's the limit in terms of the different types of thing you can right. do. You don't have to box yourself into anything. And also keep in mind, one thing I forgot to mention earlier is that as far as undergraduate degrees go, I know people who had undergraduate in theater and dance and then got their PhD in clinical psych. So it's not that on that side of thing, does it give you an advantage to have a science background mm-hmm. or a mental health background for your bachelor's? Sure. It, it might be an advantageous, but there wasn't a system like how Michaela described where you would get kind of like extra, a little extra cookies for having that. It was right. just- you just had it. <laughs> Everybody was <laughs> the go. same. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, like, and that's the thing with a bachelor in psychology is when a lot of people get that and what they want to do is research kind of stuff and they're interested in mental health, but then but then they don't want to dive into the PhD programs because mm-hmm. they are so cutthroat and then mm-hmm. they feel stalled and stuck with just that psychology degree that doesn't yeah. really get them anywhere. That was exactly that was exactly why I got um, my Bachelor of Science because I was like, well, you know, I in case I just burn out here, <laughs> in case I just flame out at Bachelor's, like I'm just going to- At least I got something. Yeah, yeah. That, can, that can be useful. So keep in mind that it doesn't have to be a psychology bachelor's. You can do all sorts of shit. I mean, oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Know, I, got, I got neuro, but I know other people who, like I said, they had dance and theater. I know other people who were art. I know mm. other people that were literature. and Oh, yeah. You know, so it's, it's not super cut and dry that no, way. No, no. And sometimes you can be interesting, you know, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you interview well, <laughs> make sure that you're not weird. Oh, side note. Well, we could do, again, a whole nother episode about this, but interviews are a big thing. So, you know, tr- try to lock it up. <laughs> White knuckle it for a little bit. Yeah. yeah and the then, interviews. and then release the beast. Yeah. Yeah. You can be a weirdo outside. <laughs> so I think that's basically what we have today. Um, did you want to do an outside of podcast experiment? Eh. Eh. Okay. All right. We're going to take one week break then. That sounds cool. Because we didn't even do an update on our last one. We skipped over it. 
Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, well, what did we do for our last one? I don't even remember. Mine was an act of kindness. I gave compliments all around, man. Oh, that's really <laughs> cool. I, I absolutely forget what I was supposed to be doing. I don't remember either, to be honest. I know what I did do, which was just like- emotion- Survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emotion labeling was what I did do, and that was very successful, but I don't remember what I said I would do. So let's take one week off, and then we'll kind of regroup that's with cool. the homework assignments. So what you got over there? I got a joke. Okay, tell me it, because I have nothing. <laughs> People are usually shocked- when they find out that I'm not a good electrician. Why? Oh. <laughs> I hate it. I hate being tricked by jokes. <laughs> I was tricked by a joke, everybody. Okay, well, that's our pod today. Remember to rate, review, like us, do whatever you have to do, and we will see you next week, everybody. Yeah, bye. Bye.